The Great Gildersleeve. A special rebroadcast for all you soldiers, sailors, and Marines of the United Nations. Listen to another amazing episode in the life of the great Gildersleeve. Well, now let's join our old friend, Summerfield's Water Commissioner, the great Gildersleeve. We find him at breakfast with his niece and nephew, not to mention his sister-in-law, the children's Aunt Hattie. Ah, uh, by George, it's certainly a beautiful morning. Isn't it a beautiful morning, Hattie? I doubt if this weather will last. Uh, eat your pancakes, Leroy. I am. Beautiful morning. The war news is good and pancakes for breakfast. Yes, sir, it's a pretty good world. Evidently, you've forgotten the problem of Leroy's school marks. He... <laughs> and uh, Marjorie's. Mine? There's nothing the matter with my marks. Home economics, unsatisfactory. Uh, that's what it says on your card, isn't it? Yes. Why, Marjorie, dear, I'm ashamed of you. Yeah. Leroy. <laughs> Pass the syrup, please, Hattie. Throckmorton, you can't ignore this problem. Do you want the children to be educated or not? I want the syrup. Here. <laughs> what you ought to do is to go and see their teachers. Leroy's teacher, anyhow. Now, Hattie, I believe the children are going to try. Aren't you, children? You bet. Sure. There. <laughs> Besides, I haven't got time to go and see any teachers this week. Too busy down at the water department. I'd like to know what you do down there. Uh, but if you're too busy, I'll go. I'll go to school with Leroy this morning. Oh, no, Aunt Hattie. I promise I'll work hard. Only please don't go and see my teacher. Now, Leroy, why should you object if Aunt Hattie talks to your teacher? It's very kind of her. Oh, please, Unc. I just don't want anybody to go to school with me. It makes me so conspicuous. Oh, my boy, that's just silly. No, it isn't, Uncle Mort. I know how he feels. I don't understand a word of this. Oh, gosh, I don't know how to explain it. Only all the other kids will look at me. Oh? Well, maybe you could walk to school behind Aunt Hattie. Throckmorton, huh? you're not going to encourage this preposterous notion. Are you ashamed to walk with me, Leroy? No. Not exactly. Well, then... <laughs> then what is it? The kids will look at me. They'll be laughing and whispering. Well, I never heard anything so silly in my life. It's not silly. Tell them, Marge. Well, it may sound silly, but it isn't. I used to feel exactly the same. Why, George, now I think of it, so did I. Now I'm beginning to understand this thing. It, it must come from your side of the family, Throckmorton. The Foresters have never been self-conscious. Uh, if, if you've finished your breakfast, Leroy, get ready for school. I'm going with you. Today? Today. Tomorrow I can go and see Marjorie's teacher. But it's not necessary, Aunt Hattie. I'm simply not interested in home economics. All the more reason I should talk to her. Uh, get ready, Leroy. Okay. Gosh, I don't feel so good. It doesn't matter what you say to my teacher, Aunt Hattie. I just can't get excited about the theory of frying eggs. Uh, have you ever fried one? Thousands. But I don't intend to make cooking my career. I'm not interested in cooking. My dear, do you ever expect to get married? Not to a man that just wants to eat all the time. Well, <laughs> well, uh, that's uh, all most of them care about, and you might as well face it. I think that's an exaggeration, Hattie. So do I. Uncle Mort thinks about eating all the time, but he never got married. <clears throat> He'd be much better off if he had. No, Hattie. Bertie, any more pancakes out there? Coming up, Mr. Gildersleeve. How does 
what happened? Bertie isn't married when she's such a wonderful cook. Bertie has had plenty of chances. Don't go putting ideas in her head. <laughs> Any more customers for pancakes? How about you, Miss Forster? Oh, no, thank you, Bertie. Uh, delicious, but no thank you. None for me either, thank you, Bertie. Say, Bertie, did you learn to cook so you'd get a husband? <laughs> well, no, child, I didn't. I got one that way, but it turned out he wanted a short order cook. How do you mean? <laughs> he left me in three weeks. <laughs> And ever since then, I've done all my cooking on a strictly cash basis. <laughs> Are you sure you want to go to school today, Aunt Hattie? Oh, oh yes, Leroy, I'm positive. Uh, get my coat for me, would you please, dear? Okay. Oh, uh, by the way, Bertie, uh, before I forget, I-, I don't think I'll be home for supper this evening. Yes, ma'am. Well, where are you going, Hattie? I, I read in the paper my church is giving a supper tonight. I thought perhaps I could meet some of the ladies. Oh, yes, great idea. Uh, that won't keep you out late, I suppose. Oh, no, I'll be in by ten. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Leroy. I, I guess we'd better get started, hadn't we? Yeah, I'm late now. Come on, Leroy, I'll walk along with you. Thanks, Marge. Well, goodbye. Cheer up, Leroy. Won't be so bad. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. Well, out to supper, eh? You speaking to me, Miss Gilsey? But, uh, uh, oh, no, buddy. But you're going to be here for supper, aren't you? Me? Oh, yes, I'll be here. But it's just possible I might go out for a little while afterwards. Yes, sir. Uh, that'll be all, Bertie. <laughs> oh, pardon me, I'll get to my dishes. Hello? Leela? Guess who this is? <laughs> That's right. Listen, Leela. If you're not doing anything this evening, neither am I. Well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you this morning? Just give me enough cigars to get me through the day, Peavy. Yeah, that could be quite a lot of cigars, huh? I can let you have three. All right, give me three. Here's the half. Uh, there's the... Yeah, the, I know, uh, there's the tax. Mm. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, here's Judge Hooker. Good morning, Judge. Morning, Phoebe. How are you, Gildersleeve? You look a little peaked. Never felt better in my life, Horace. I could swear that you've lost a little weight. On the contrary, I've gained half an inch around the waist in the last ten days. Uh, how did you find that out, Mr. Gildersleeve, or... <laughs> Do you keep track? Well, not ordinarily. My sister-in-law's been making me a sweater. Oh, so she started that. She'll be picking out your ties next. I don't know what you're talking about, Horace. <laughs> Gildersleeve's quite a family man now, Peavy. Family life beginning to get you down, Throckmorton. My situation is ideal, Judge. All the advantages of domesticity, and yet I'm as free as the air. It hardly seems possible. No, it isn't. Poor Gildy's got a she-tiger living with him, from what I hear. She makes him get up at the crack of dawn, go to bed at sundown, beats his children, acts mean to his cook. She does nothing of the sort, Horace. She's a nice, kind-hearted woman. She's doing the kids a lot of good. You're full of sour grapes. That's what's the matter with you. Uh, Have it your own way, Gildy. Well, I'll leave it to our friend Peavy here. You met my sister-in-law, Peavy, when she was in to get that liver extract for the children. What did you think of her? What did I think of her? Yeah. Uh... What did I think of her? Yes. 
It's a very pleasant woman. <laughs> Did you see her only the once, Peavy? No, she's been in several times. The first time was for the liver extract. Then she came in by herself another time for some stationery. She took the medium grade. Another time she bought some peppermint drops, and then she came in once... I'm not interested in her sales chart, Peavy. No, what about her personality? Very pleasant woman. <laughs> You're a great witness, Peavy. Let me have some cigars, will you? I can't spend all day here. How many, Judge? Six will be enough. Six it is. Here, help yourself. Hey, you only let me have three, and he gets six, Peavy. Are you running a black market here? Oh, no, Mr. Gildersleeve. I buy them by the box and let Peavy keep them, Throckmorton. They stay fresher that way. Well, it sounds like hoarding to me. They're entirely different. By the way, Peavy, let me have a box of those peppermint drops in case I should go out calling this evening. Peppermint drops. Here you are, Judge. Put it on your bill. If you please. Well, Gildy, going downtown? Yes, Judge. But if you're thinking of calling on Leela Ransom this evening, you better think again, because I've signed her up. You have? Why, she told me Hattie wouldn't let you out of the house. Well, this is my night off. Better leave those peppermints here, Judge. They'll stay fresher that way. <laughs> you mind your own business. If I have to, I'll eat them myself. <laughs> Cheer up, Horace. When I die, I'll leave you all my old girls. Oh. Is that you, Aunt? Yeah, it's me, Leroy. How did it go at school today? Well, not so bad. Piggy's father gave us a ride, so nobody saw me. <laughs> I see. Uh, good evening, Hattie. Good evening, Throckmorton. Well, was the expedition worthwhile? What did the teacher say? She said Leroy was capable of doing fine work if he'd concentrate. So I'm going to see that he concentrates. Well, that's good. Then I uh, talked to his principal, too. Oh? She's a wonderful woman, Throckmorton. A wonderful woman. Oh, yes, Eve's all right. Uh, I understand uh, you're very good friends. Well, in a way, I almost married her once. What? That's right, Aunt Hattie. They were on the verge, and then they... Yep. <laughs> oh, what a terrible mistake. Well, I got out of it, so there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> you don't understand me, Throckmorton. If you ask me, the mistake was the other way. Huh? Uh, what was it that broke off your engagement, Throckmorton? Now, Hattie, let's not break up the past. Well, whatever it was, I'm sure it's not too late. I've invited Miss Goodwin to dinner tonight. D to dinner? I thought you were going to a church supper. I decided not to go tonight. Oh, this will be awful. Now, Throckmorton, it won't be difficult. These old wounds heal. Confounded I haven't got any old wounds. It's... It just so happens I was going out this evening. I'm sorry, Throckmorton, but that'll be impossible. I told her especially you'd want to talk to her about Leroy. But I'm going out with Leela Ransom, and we're not going to talk about Leroy. Perhaps when you see Miss Goodwin, uh, you won't want to talk about Leroy either. Gosh, doesn't anybody want to talk about me? Leave the room, Leroy. Okay. What am I going to do, Hattie? Ask Leela over here? I just can't drop it. Well, if you have to. But that'll be terrible. She and Eve Goodwin don't get along. Now, don't worry about it. I'll fix everything. You can talk to Miss Goodwin, and I'll entertain Mrs. Ransom. It'll be a lovely evening. Yeah, it'll be a lovely mess. The Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in just a few seconds. 
Now, let's get back to Gildersleeve, who's dining with his family and their guest, Miss Eve Goodwin. Despite the efforts of Aunt Hattie, the conversation at the table has lagged a little somehow. Leroy has made a few attempts to keep the ball rolling, but after being silenced repeatedly by his uncle, he has subsided and now devotes his attention to laying out the pits of his canned cherries in a pattern round his plate. Leroy? Yes? No. Huh? We don't do that. Do what? We don't play with our pits at the table. <laughs> what will Miss Goodwin think? Just fold your hands, Leroy. Um, Miss Goodwin? Yes? Uh, Frank Martin tells me that you and he have been uh, quite good friends for some time. Uh, yes, Patty. we have, haven't we, Throckmorton? Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I think it's so nice when people are good friends. Yes, you see, Throckmorton is a member of the school board. We count on him a great deal. Uh, Throckmorton tells me it was uh, more than just that. He says that... Uh, wouldn't somebody like some more canned cherries? <laughs> Eve? No, thank you. Marjorie? No, thanks, Uncle Mort. <laughs> Can't let him go to waste here. They're ten points a can or something. Uh, Throckmorton tells me, Miss Goodwin, that you and he used to see quite a lot of each other. Well, yes. We used to see a lot of each other, but then we didn't see so much of each other. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yes. You know, Throckmorton's been busy. I've been busy. That's right. Busy. I always think it's such a pity when two people who've been really close allow anything to come between them. Now, I was saying to Throckmorton only this morning... Uh, Leroy, stop tying knots in your napkin. Who's tying knots? <laughs> Pardon me, Hattie. Boy was tying knots in his napkin. <laughs> now, what were we talking about? Oh, yes, the school board. No, I was talking about you and Miss Goodwin. <laughs> but, me, uh, oh, oh, yeah. I, I was telling Throckmorton, Miss Goodwin, I think that for the sake of the children, as well as for his own sake, it's... Time he settled down. Uh, don't you agree? Well, uh, really. Uh, say, let's go in the living room, shall we? Yes, we can have Bertie serve our coffee to us in there. I think that would be more fun, don't you? Oh yes, I think that would be nice. Okay. Uh, say good night to your uncle Leroy and to Miss Goodwin. Now? Now. Oh, Hattie, I, I think it's a little early. I know what I'm doing, Throckmorton. Uh, Yes, I uh, guess you better do as your aunt says, my boy. Mm, for corn's sake. Good night, Miss Goodwin. Good night, Leroy. I'll see you in school. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Uh, good night, my boy. Now, Marjorie, why don't you come up to my room with me? But, Aunt Hattie, I wanted to... Uh, not leaving us, Hattie. Yes, I thought I'd just go up to my room and do some knitting. Uh, Marjorie can keep me company. So you two can be alone here and talk. Uh, but uh, we haven't got anything to talk about. I mean... We'd uh, love to have you stay. No, no. You two haven't seen each other in some time. And, and I think that you should have a chance to be alone. Uh, come along, Marjorie. But uh, we haven't got anything to be alone about. Marjorie. <laughs> well, good night, Uncle Mort. Uh, good night, my dear. Sorry you have to uh, rush off. So am I. But I guess I've got my orders. Good night. Good night, Marjorie. Well, Eve? Well, Throckmorton? I guess we're stuck with each other. <laughs> you really mustn't mind Hattie. I don't. Well, I do. I wish she'd mind her own business. <laughs> Doorbell! Uh, by the way, Eve, I didn't get a chance to tell you this before. 
But there's someone else coming here this evening. Oh, really? How nice. Yeah, I'm afraid it's someone you don't like very much either. If I'd known you were coming, I wouldn't have invited her. Sort of a mix-up all around. I hope you won't... Oh, hello, Leela. Well, hello, Eve, darling. Leela, it's you. Huh? <laughs> well, for goodness sakes, I've just been down to see you. Well, so have I. I was going to call you up. Oh, I've got a million things I want to tell you. How did it come out this afternoon? Well, you'll never guess. You know that terrible old Mr. Fosh, the, the one, one with, with the, the yellow, yellow mustache? <laughs> <laughs> well, he isn't so terrible after all. He... Wait. <laughs> when did you two girls get together? Why, Leela and I have been on a committee together, didn't you know? Oh, yes, for weeks. It's for the American Red Cross. Now, let me tell you about old I Mr. I was so anxious to hear because I knew there was... Thank be heaven a... for the American Red Cross. <laughs> Say, this is great. <laughs> Shove over a little bit, Leela. Mm-hmm. You know, girls... I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I really shouldn't, but you had me a little worried there, you know, before you arrived this evening. Why worried? Yes, why? Well, maybe I shouldn't say this, but, uh, well, I was afraid you might get to fighting over me. Over you? <laughs> Would you fight over me? <laughs> For what possible reason? Oh, is that so? <laughs> There, now we've hurt his feelings. We won't need joking, Throckmorton, would we? Of course. I really think he's a very romantic type, don't you, Eve? Mm-hmm. Oh, very. The deep type. Mm, deep and broad. <laughs> <laughs> and when he sings, have you ever heard him sing, Eve? Yes, I have. Repeatedly. Uh, sing one of those songs you used to sing to me, Throckmorton. No. Oh, come on. Please? No. Pretty please? No. Why not? I don't want to. (laughs) Eve, you ask him. You have more influence with him. Won't you sing, Throckmorton? We'd love to hear you. You don't want me to sing. You're just making fun of me. Throckmorton, nothing could be further from our minds. Oh, please do. You sing so pretty. Well... (laughs) That's it. I'll play for you. Huh? Well, just one. If you're sure you really want me to. Oh, we do, don't we? Very much. I know what I'd like to hear you sing, too. What? Speak to me of love. Did he used to sing that to you? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Me, too. All right, now I won't sing. Now, we weren't laughing at you, Throckmorton. We were laughing at each other, weren't we? What else is there to laugh at? There, you see. Well, I won't sing that song. What will you sing? Well, let me see. Uh, do you know they didn't believe me? Oh, that was one of Beauregard's favorites. Oh, it was, eh? (laughs) Beauregard was my late husband, Yes, I know. I think I'll sing something else. Oh, now, Beauregard couldn't sing at Throckmorton. Beauregard couldn't sing for Sal Apples. He was tone deaf. Oh, well, in that case... Uh, let's see, how did it go? Uh-huh. Oh, no. Yeah, that's it. Let's oh. start at the beginning. All huh? right. And when I told them how beautiful you are, 
They didn't believe me They didn't believe me Your lips, your eyes, your cheeks, your hair Are in a class beyond compare You're the loveliest girl that one could see And when I tell them And I certainly am gonna tell them That I'm the man Whose wife one day you'll be They'll never believe me They'll never believe me That from this great big world You've chosen me Thank you. <laughs> you know, when Throckmorton sings, I can just shut my eyes and imagine Cher, somebody terribly romantic is singing to me. Do you have to shut your eyes? <laughs> well, it helps. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it that way. Well. Oh, Hattie. You really sing quite nicely, Throckmorton. Surprise. Well, I thought you went upstairs. I did, but I came down again. Good evening, Miss Forrester. Oh, good evening. Uh, Throckmorton, I, I just wanted to measure you again and make sure this sweater is going to be right. She's always measuring me. I know Miss Goodwin won't mind giving me a hand. If you'll lift up his coattails, Miss Goodwin, I'll just slip this tape measure around him. If I can reach. Always measuring me. Stand still. I'm not going to tickle. Keep still so I can measure Good heavens It's not as bad as all that It's two inches more than the last time I measured That's impossible, you must have made a mistake I measured very carefully Well, that was before dinner, it'll go down again (laughs) But dinner couldn't do all that Not for lay of soul Perhaps it has something to do with the moon Uh, Moon? How do you mean? The moon controls the tides, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Eve. Oh, I declare, Eve is a rod. Isn't she a rod, Throckmorton? (laughs) Very funny, yeah. (laughs) Oh, there. We've hurt his feelings again. No, no. Oh, you're so sensitive, Throckmorton. Uh, Miss Forrester, don't tell me you're knitting that sweat all by yourself. I think it's just wonderful. That's such an interesting stitch. Uh, cable stitch. Very simple. Looks frightfully complicated. I, uh, I wonder if you uh, wouldn't like to come upstairs with me, Mrs. Ransom, and let me show you how it's done. Oh, no, thank you, Gracious. I'm perfectly helpless when it comes to knitting or sewing or anything like that. Oh, but I can teach you in no time. Oh, I, I didn't mean I wanted to learn. I just thought it was interesting. Well, I, I think it might be nice anyway if we went upstairs for a little while and... Left these two alone together, don't you? Now, Hattie, for goodness sake. Yes, why, for goodness sake? You may not know it, Mrs. Ransom, but Miss Goodwin was once engaged to Throckmorton. Gracious, who wasn't? (laughs) Now, Leela, don't get sore. 
You don't have to knit if you don't want to. It might interest you to know, Miss Forrester, that I was engaged to Throckmorton before Miss Goodwin. Not that it matters one iota. You never told me about this Throckmorton. And the last I heard, he was mixed up with some Spanish dancer. So there's no reason for anybody to go upstairs. But if what you want is to get rid of me, I'll go home. Oh, Leela, stick around. I think perhaps it's time we all went home. Oh, I don't go. The evening's young yet. <laughs> but tomorrow's the school day. It's been a lovely evening, Miss Forrester. Thank you so much. Coming, Leela? I should say I am. Confounded just when we were beginning to have some fun. <laughs> won't play a game of cribbage. Very well. In that case, we'll just go up to bed. I'll go to bed when I get good and ready. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to turn the, off the light. Uh, maybe I will and maybe I won't. <laughs> I'll leave them on if I want to. I'll leave them on all night. Throckmorton, uh, uh, before I go up. Back again? Uh, there's one thing I want to know. What's that? Is it true that you were engaged to marry Mrs. Ransom? What difference does it make? Is it true? Look, why don't you just go and stick to your knitting? Is it true? Yes, why not? You were engaged to Mrs. Ransom, and then you were engaged to Miss Goodwin, and then there was this uh, Spanish dancer, really, Throckmorton. What kind of a man are you? I'll show you what kind of a man I am. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Come here, Hattie. I'm going to give you a great big kiss. No! Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Now maybe she'll mind her own business. Good night, folks. And don't take anything from anybody. You know what I mean? This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.